it's it's my favorite Kendrick album by is far. Is it really? Yeah, you I, can, I didn't like any of the content of the music. This is this may be controversial, and, yeah, and yeah, go for it. You're, you guys may not like me for this, but a while back I made a video reacting to Kendrick Lamar's latest album, and the minimalist, to my surprise, left a comment under that video. Judgment is a mirror that reflects the insecurities of the judge. Now, if I'm honest, the comment triggered me a bit. They were accusing me about being insecure and projecting that in my assessment of Kendrick Lamar going new age. So on my true battle rap origin story, I made a full on response video and it was fantastic. You can check that out right here. This response video even caught me some flack by my majority Christian audience saying that I went a little too hard at the minimalist. But to my surprise, they invited me on their podcast. So here we are. I'm on a minimalist podcast, and they're confronting me about my assessment of Kendrick Lamar and his affiliation with Eckhart Tolle. Or Tolle, how we say his name. And they were gracious enough to allow me to show some of the extended interview where we talk about our disagreement about New Age theology, what specifically I found problematic about it, and what radical implications it has for way more people than we would assume. Bruce Lawn. Judgment is a mirror that reflects the insecurities of the judge. And Ruslan, you made a video recently about Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar's new album. And I left that comment. And you made a video responding to it about judgment. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a misunderstanding there. I wasn't saying that judgment is bad. I was simply making a statement about judgment. It is true that I make judgments every day of my life, right? Um... But whenever I'm making a judgment about TK or about my wife, I am reflecting, I'm holding up a mirror and looking at my own insecurities about that situation. So I'm trying to figure out where, where do we disagree there? So you said when your judgment is a mirror mm-hmm. of your own insecurities. Yeah, that ref- yeah, reflects the in- insecurities of the judge, which if I'm judging, then I'm the judge in that scenario. Yes. Yes. So I think I would disagree in the sense that if my wife tells me, hey, bud, you're gaining a little weight mm-hmm. and you're getting a little uh, getting a little muffin top there mm-hmm. and we value fitness and I've been hitting my, you know, my wife's going through this whole fitness thing. She's crushing it right now and she's doing really well. So if she's holding me accountable, she's judging me. She's like, dude, like <laughs> you can't have cookies at night. Like, you know, you're not having sugar. Like, I don't think that's a insecurity of her, Mm. I actually think that that judgment, which may sting in the moment, Mm -hmm. and it may tell me I have to delay gratification or I have to not eat what I want to eat, may sting. It may be like, oh, that doesn't feel good. But I actually believe it's coming from a good and sincere place Mm. to hold me accountable to the very same things that I said I value. So I don't think judgment is necessarily me projecting my insecurities. Mm -hmm. I think judgment is saying, hey, like, we're we're minimalist. We're not consumed with consumerism. Yeah. But if you were with me in Vegas this past week and I'm walk, walking by the Gucci store and walking by the Louis store, like window shopping, you'd probably be like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, it's okay. Or or you maybe like, do you want to get that one item? And do you really love this item that you're looking at getting? But I could be sober and we could be sober. They're like, dude, when I was at the, when I'm at the mall, I kind of become a consumer and that's not good. Hmm. And someone telling me that or reminding me of that, I don't think is an insecurity they're projecting. I think it's them holding me accountable to the very values I said I believe in. TK, you and I have had these discussions previously about the difference between description and prescription. Maybe you Mm -hmm. can talk to me a bit about that. Yeah, so 
description is when you simply give an account or an explanation for what something is, right? If I say working out is when you push yourself outside of a comfort zone in order to develop strength or endurance. A prescription is when I make a claim about what you should or shouldn't do. There's kind of a value judgment. If I give a description of working out, I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't do it. I may think working out is bad. I may think working out is good, but I'm just giving a description. And it's the impression I got when you made this statement about judging is that you were giving a description of what you think judgment is. That's right. You weren't giving a prescription saying, hey, therefore, no one should judge because you admit that's something that I yes. do. And it's also a necessary part of life. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what Jesus said, not me. But um, the thing that's fascinating here between, because I, I am not telling, there's no prescription here. I'm, I'm trying to describe a particular truth. And I feel that, Ruslan, what, what I saw in your video is maybe just a misunderstanding of what I was trying to communicate. And that's why I apologize, because I was simply trying to describe that judgment is a mirror. But I wasn't trying to judge you specifically. So let's back up a little bit. You said Jesus said that. We're referencing Matthew 7, which says, judge not lest you be judged. Yeah. Right. So I got that from your video, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So, so that passage is about judging hypocritically and judging, and hypocritically means like acting, like judging over frivolous matters in a, in a way where you are looking at the plank in your brother's eye while having, or looking at the speck in your brother's eye while having the plank, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus later, later on goes on to say, judge righteously, judge correctly, mm -hmm. right? So it's another one of those paradoxes that we see in scripture. It's like, don't judge over stupid, frivolous things. However, when you do have judgment and discernment, judge correctly, judge over weighty things. The thing that we miss, I think, is how the, these things top down impact people. So if we're talking food, mm -hmm. right? Listen, vegan, paleo, carnivore, I don't care. 75% of Americans are overweight. I'm giving prescriptions. Mm. Lose some weight. Okay. Yeah. You, need, you need to get healthy. I want people to be here for their kids. I want them to feel better. I've been fat. I've lost weight. I've been fat. I've lost weight. I feel substantially better losing weight. I think there's that that's transferable. Strength training is transferable. Eating better, delaying gratification. These are all attributes that we see in other people and we go, right now, if you're okay with your status in life and how you feel and what your body looks like, that's different. But generally speaking, yes, I'm going to give the prescription. 75% of Americans are overweight. We need to, we need to do something about that. So, so I think that's where we may disagree. Mm -hmm. I think we're all giving prescriptions all the time. Mm. I just, I, I don't think that we're sober enough about it. I think what you guys have done has been an amazing prescription for my life, mm. right? I mean, everything about getting rid of tennis shoes, like I've minimalized my tennis shoes. I've minimalized the amount of clothes I have. I've minimal, all these different things have been as prescriptions. I don't know if anyone grabs a nonfiction book or turns on a documentary like minimalism and goes, I'm just going to watch this with some popcorn and not care about any of the implications this has for my personal life. I think people are looking for answers and looking for prescriptions. Yeah. I like to take it out of the abstract. What was the criticism? Because something that I think you would agree with is sometimes judgment is just critical thinking, but sometimes judgment is a mirror reflecting back the insecurities of the person. Sometimes it's, it's just not an automatic thing. What was it that was said about Kendrick Lamar that inspired you to make that comment? Oh, what a great question. Yeah, yeah. A thoughtful question, too. Hmm. Yeah, I like Ruslan. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, I get, I get this. Because while well, I didn't agree with the comments you were making about him, I also get... It was the Eckhart Tolle 
Yeah, yeah. So there, there's you didn't like the Eckhart Tolle sort of uh, uh, incorporation into the music, and you I, can, I didn't like any of the content of the music. Wow. <laughs> because to me, it's it's my favorite Kendrick album by Is far. It really? Yeah, wow. by far. Okay. There isn't even Respect. a close second. Um, wow. And and so what I realized in that moment is yeah. when I say favorite, I'm not saying, because here's where we get caught up. We like to map our preferences. Sure. Professor Sean and I were just having a conversation about this beforehand about our own preferences. Yeah. He was talking about some book and like, oh, it's that person's best book. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? It just means mm-hmm. it's your favorite yeah. of theirs, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I got, I got you. And so I, I work hard not to use superlatives in the sense that, oh, you know what? It's his best work or he's the greatest of all time. Well, w- whatever. Like, that's my opinion mm-hmm. of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I was really trying to communicate there is like, oh, my opinion is happens to be different from yours here. And in fact, what made the album so special to me mm-hmm. was exactly what turned you off about the album. And isn't that what great art does? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Can you unpack that specifically? What do you think? What, do you, what did you love that you think bugged me? There's a... Uh, what In there, I, I, I see the album as a man holding tightly to his ego, mm-hmm. but it's slipping through his hands mm-hmm. in a way. So... Many of the lines on there, you can, he still has that hubris of, you know, uh, be careful, I'll turn you into a song, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, things like that, where it's like, you could see his ego at play, but then you see these other moments where that ego is, is falling away. And maybe Eckhart Tolle was the path that allowed that ego, not that the ego is a bad thing. I don't mm-hmm. think ego is bad. I don't think judgment is bad. Uh, where you and I might, well, all three of us are going to disagree. I don't believe in good or bad. Um, and so what what I saw there, I was like, oh, this, this is mimetic of everyone's life. You, you have Eckhart Tolle and Kodak Black intermingled throughout the album. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, who would have even thought of that, right? Mm-hmm. But really, isn't that how we all are? Alan Watts talks about how light confers the darkness and darkness confers the light Mm -hmm. meaning we think they're two separate things but obviously we can't have one without the other sure Mm. yeah yeah i think i think that is not why i was frustrated with the album i think what he did what you just described that tension maybe not with eckhart tolle and in kodak I think all of that has kind of been interweaved on every album, starting from Good Kid, Mad City, where there's this tension of good and bad, and you got a good kid trying to figure it out in Compton and that whole thing. I think I think I don't have an issue with telling that story. I think good and bad, right and wrong. I think I have an issue with calling bad good and good bad. Mm. I think that's, to me, is where I draw the line. When you start taking something that is celebrated and you you you, you frame it in a way where this thing that we all think is unhelpful i'm going to i'm going to glorify it and this thing that we know is harmful i'm going to say it's bad uh, will, will be an example of that that you felt he did well i think uh, the crown of thorns mm. i think the crown of thorns i think i think eckhart tolle believes in inner christ divinity and that you can be your own god and your own consciousness and i quoted the parts from the book mm-hmm. and so you're claiming kendrick is claiming divinity with the crown of thorns and the, the irony of it all, and I don't know if he's actually aware how, how silly this all looks, you're wearing a $3 million crown of thorns playing dress up as Jesus and telling everybody you're not their savior. Like, it's so 
over the top and outlandish. It's like an SNL skit. But I don't think he's in on the joke. I think he's really trying to be fake deep. Oh, no, I, I totally disagree. I, I think that what he's doing, you know, when you see him at the whatever the runway show was mm-hmm. in Paris mm-hmm. and that song in 95 is on, he talks about when you strip away everything. Yeah, which I actually all, like that song. Yeah. And we're all ugly when we strip away mm-hmm. all of the, these things. And that's playing. It becomes a parody uh he's he's mocking the very thing in which he's a part of and that's what great art often does you look at the sistine chapel and there's like a lot of mockery of what was going on at the time interwoven into the art itself so you think kendrick is mocking himself by playing dress up as jesus with a three million dollar crown of thorns i don't think he's taking himself seriously Really? Yeah. I think Kendrick takes himself very seriously. I think, think he takes you think you start a spark conversation about it. Yeah, absolutely. And and mm. and isn't that working? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? He's doing a good job. No, I think I think there's some stuff that I think from a, a theological framework, if we're talking about someone that's positioned and anchored themselves as a follower of Jesus, and this is based on him saying he's gotten baptized a bunch of times. This is him saying, you know, he's gotten more serious about his faith and damn, this is him popping up at Christian marriage conferences. This is my, and his personal interaction and him telling me like, I believe in Jesus and this is how I choose to to live my life. And then to see it go, the direct, the content go the direction that it has. I think it's very incongruent. And, and, and it's not one thing where, Hey, you're struggling. You're going through a hard time. You're on tour. There's girls around temptation. It's Oh, and I'm my inner divine Jesus. I am now Christ. I am God. Mm. I think that's very dark. And that is what I'm hearing on the record. This is this may be controversial and, yeah, and go for it. you're you guys may not like me for this, but I think the deeper issue in my opinion is that there's this spectrum between postmodernism where there is no objective reality and everything is your truth versus my truth and your reality and then there's the other end of the spectrum of like radical fundamentalism from a religious mindset. And I think I would say Jesus and the scriptures are going to lean more towards, hey, there's objective reality, there's absolute truth, there's morals, there's right and wrong. And I think the issue with someone like like an Eckhart Tolle is that he's taking ancient truths that we've known. I, like you said the thing, and I was like, oh yeah, that, that's a proverb, right? And and it's being repackaged to a postmodern world where people don't want objective prescriptions. They don't want objective realities. They don't want to be told what is right and wrong. They want to live their truth in their reality. And I think that to me is the deeper underlying issue of why he's even so popular, of how Kendrick goes from, I'm baptized, I'm going to church, I'm trying to marry my my, uh, kid's mother to faux realities. What did you call them? Faux fundities. Uh, faux fundities. Uh, I'm going to kind of weasel my way out of whatever I don't really feel like doing in the moment because it's not conducive to how I feel about my reality. And so again, I don't mean to get super controversial, but this super duper postmodern, you are your truth, whatever you feel is real, flesh that out to its logical conclusion and some of the stuff that's happening in society right now. And there's some wonky stuff happening mm-hmm. based on this Whatever you, whatever floats your boat, bro. Just do you and your truth. And so I think that's the the the, the deeper issue with the new ageism and why why is Eckhart Tolle all of a sudden an authority? Oh, it's because people really don't want to deal with some of the objective ancient truths we've had all along, in my opinion. So what do you guys think? I want to hear from you in the comment section. Can you see how good can be called evil and evil be called good? Specifically, the desire to be God. 
That is what we see a lot preach to New Age. Let me know if you guys think I was out of pocket in some of my assessment of the minimalist reaction. And I gotta thank all the viewers here who support this channel and create the opportunity for me to go on podcasts like The Minimalist. I wanna thank The Minimalist for having me on. And if you enjoy this video, do me a solid and head over to their video and leave a comment and show them some love. I'll put it up over here. I'll see you over there, all right? Peace.